Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blackout Movement is changing moving in the city of Memphis. So wherever you may be going, whether you're across town, across country, Black Tie is here to handle that move for you. They can handle your move quickly. They can handle your move efficiently and they can stay on budget you're gonna get the best price that's what you get that vip treatment red carpet treatment with black tie moving i know because i've used them twice you'll get the same thing i got that's why i recommend them treat everybody the same way and that's the beauty of it give them a call 316-6196 is the phone number get on the schedule and book your move now it's black tie moving they're changing moving the city of memphis just call today every day around this time we do the rundown. We have some news on Memphis hoops. Let's go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. AP Top 25 poll is out for the week of January 15th, 2024. And Jason Smith. Where, where, the where? First time since November 2021. Your Memphis Tigers are in the top 10. Now that make Justin proud. Number 10. Number 10 is uh, where they check in this week, just ahead of Wisconsin. Move up three spots uh, in the AP poll this week at 15 and 2. Um, <clears throat> look, as you point out, Jason. Um, you know, most of the top 10 teams that did lose, you know, are losing, the, you know, uh, at TCU for Houston, right? So you, you, it's, it's kind of like it's a little tough to penalize them too much. Kentucky at Texas A&M, which, by the way, was a very good development for Memphis basketball. That Texas Absolutely. A&M hold on to that win. That probably goes into Memphis's net ranking, I would guess. Um, yes. But, you know, you were never, never going to get penalized too much for those top 10 teams. But... Look, the country, I mean, there's no hiding anymore for Memphis, okay? You're in the top 10 after starting the season unranked. So it's been quite a quite a vault uh, for this team. But I think they are a deserving top 10 team. Um, you know, again, we can all poke holes in people's resumes, but I just don't think, uh, I don't think there are many teams that have done what Memphis has done. And the charge for them is to, you know, as they get deeper and deeper into AAC play, and again, they're not going to see FAU, uh, you know, until um, until fe- late February. But look, you got South Florida at home on Thursday. You're at Tulane on Sunday. You know, these are these are the games. You know, at UAB, these are the games that you just have you, no no non negotiable must win to to obviously st- you know stay in your spot continue to go up the to, can, to continue to climb up the net rankings but you're being recognized and that's something that that Memphis was not that was not happening I mean Jason a month ago we were arguing on the show and, and, and you know on our soapbox about Memphis not being ranked at all and now they're in the top ten so it's been quite the ride in a short time no and I, and and that's what he's talking about you know at, at one point this team is saying it's it's being disrespected and, we, and John you and I were both with them, but they've got all the respect in the world, and that's what they've got to understand on a night-to-night basis in the AAC. You've, you've, you've got their utmost respect, and in fact, in most of these cases, like a Rice, like a South Florida, uh, like it would be for a, uh, for a Charlotte or a East Carolina, you know, beating you represents, you know, best part of their season for a lot of these teams. Now, you don't figure in the immediate, you know, having moved up to number 10 
you get this. You mentioned the South Florida team that you've got coming into FedEx Forum on Thursday. You know, you, you figure the higher Memphis goes in the rankings, and frankly, with the way we've sort of pinned it, that that all of Memphis's hopes and dreams seem to sort of be a, a, a pinned to this Memphis basketball team. You fit my my point is that your home crowds should be pretty good, and then you don't you don't have to worry about you know, looking past a Tulane team on the road after South Florida on Sunday because of how you played down there, period, in Tulane. I'm just saying that the antenna should still be up, John. And then that UAB game that is two Sundays away, um, I think the word is that that, that, that game's already a sellout. That's how yes. badly they, they want to get you down there and how happy they are to have you back in conference and, more importantly, again, a shot to make their season. And so my point is that there, there should be no reason uh, for the antenna to drop or to, or to not have a mindset like we saw from this Memphis team in the in the second half, where they're just my gosh, they're just rolling over Wichita State that had you know had upset hopes at the half. My you know you, you it 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 won't be a, a deal where here, John, over the next couple of games you got to sort of create your own energy because hopefully the way it's set up, at least the next three uh, should be you know relatively decent environments where either uh, your own crowd is behind you because you're now a top 10 team and those crowds down at FedEx form have been pretty solid or it's the on the road at a UAB and they're trying that place is full and they're trying to knock you off. So no reason now why the mindset should change uh, just because you played a great, you know, offensive two back-to-back great offensive games. That's, that's my hope, John. You're not, you're not going to some rinky dink, you know, UTSA having to make that trip and there's no energy down there. Frankly, the fact that you're number 10 now, there's probably going to be energy just about everywhere you go and a great respect for what you've done and, more importantly, a great hunger to knock you off. Agreed. <clears throat> and uh, I really have nothing more to add on, on Memphis. I mean, top 10 recognition. Um, and now they're, now you got to stay there. So, anyway, first time since no- <clears throat> November 2021 has Memphis cracked the top 10. Congrats to Penny Hardaway in that program. Next story. We touched on it a little bit, but want to give uh, Jason Munz of the Commercial Appeal a, a, a little more love. He's got the story over CommercialPill.com that Jordan Brown made an attempt. The uh, Jordan Brown, who had left the team, uh, Jordan Brown, the transfer from Louisiana, there were high expectations for him after Penny Hardaway added him this summer, right there in the in the same time period where he got Jay Quan, uh, Walton, got Javon Quinterly. At that point, you figured Jordan Brown, uh, especially after the year he was coming from uh, had over at Louisiana was going to be a huge uh, contributor to this ball club. Leaves the team, has been gone now. The Tigers have run off 10 straight, but apparently made an attempt before that Wichita State win to rejoin the team. But as Munns puts it, his future is still uncertain. Uh, Penny Hardaway has left the door open for a Jordan Brown return. But um, at this point, as he says, I don't think it's out of the picture, to be honest with you. Uh, wouldn't go into specifics, at least right after the uh, Wichita State win, about Brown. But as he said, I don't think it's over. I think the guys just have to get with Jordan. We're giving them some mental time and see where it goes. I think that's just premature from hearing from them. So, again, it sounds like the Penny Hardaway and just let the door open for him, but uh, himself for Jordan Brown, but has allowed the team to sort of, it feels like at this point, make the decision. Again, John and I talked about it. It's one thing back in 2012 where a guy like Tark Black, who you had come to depend on, at least uh, we're expecting to depend on, walks away from a practice, misses a game. I believe that year, John, the Tigers were three and two, um, you know, had, had gotten off to a slow start. Tark Black walks out of a practice, misses a game, comes back after an apology to the team, a public apology, and 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 you're able to ride on pretty smoothly. Now, a couple of years later, obviously, Tark Black is transferring out into Kansas. But back to the point, this is a different situation in the sense that it's not a guy that these players have grown up with. You know, I think even Munns asked Javon Quinterly sort of about, you know, Brown coming back. And uh, as Quinterly said, you know, yeah, just, I just don't know. He Quinterly said everybody was surprised to see him back. And so because he's been gone, because you don't have those uh, uh, deep ties in terms of relationships here between the players because he's been brought on for one season, um, you know, I, I could see these players, John, say no. We don't, we don't want you back. You, you scrubbed your social media bus. You basically excused yourself. Uh, we don't need you, but could also see a world again. It's young guys. Uh, and they did again that, you know, preseason practices. There was a time spent with Jordan Brown where they decide, yeah, you can come back, but no promises. I imagine is how that goes. Uh, in fact, we've got a front court rotation now that's pretty solid without you. So we'll be interested to see how this plays out, but it, do, it does certainly feel like 
Penny Hardaway has always left this possibility open, and I can't imagine Jordan Brown had any better options uh, outside. He's probably exhausted all of them to this point to see what could be better, and perhaps again in trying to recoup some of of this NIL deal he's got with Memphis. This is why this is why we're here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, if I'm a booster, I ain't paying that dude nothing for what. I mean, it's it's funny. I wonder how uh, you know those games. You know how many games you play that kind of thing. If you're if you're part of the team, then you know I'd be interested to see what that. Yeah, it'd be great to know you know see how, what that contract looks like and if it's possible. I can't imagine John he's back if he can't recoup some of that. I no, feel no. you on. I, I wouldn't be the one one to cut the check because again, look at what he's missed. But Crazy. you know. I'm, I'm sure it'll come out of the fun somewhere or another, man. What's what, you know, what we're going to prorate this, man. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what's the, you know, when you get back and here's what we got dollars. left for you. Yeah. About $2 left for you. Uh, got to put them 5,000. We may put you in against rice. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, bro, I don't know. I, t- I'd, I'd really would. I'd just say, would it be back? I, would it be better back to be back home sitting in a, you know, sitting on his couch, getting out of shape again and, you know, oh, man, he can, work, oh, man, he can gotta, train. Man, I got to get to the train. gym. He can't transfer anywhere. There is no NBA clamoring for him to start go getting ready for that. I mean, what? Well, what? It ain't, ain't going to be here either, though. I what? Mean, are, what's a better option for Jordan Brown than to try to get on a ride to a to a Sweet Sixteen or beyond? I mean, I would if I'm him. If I'm him, I'd rather just like get with a personal trainer um, and not go to class. I mean, that's that's. But you bro, know. bro, you gotta you gotta pay for that personal trainer. And right now, there is no bag coming in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there is well, no... Do we is, know that there's there going to be a bag coming in for this dude if he comes back to Memphis, bro? I mean... Again, I can't imagine that he's doing it for free. Like, all the... He was what? He, he's, he's got his... You know, I don't, I don't know if we rank these guys. I think Quinnley's right there at the top. But Jordan Brown got a pretty nice deal. Uh, you know that better than anybody. So, I mentioned again, he ain't, he ain't coming back for free. And you're gonna, you're gonna. I don't know. I just, I feel like that is that should be void if you leave and suck it, too. A, by the it, way, that's a, it's, it's the same thing with Mikey, man. The money had stopped, and that's why I don't even want to talk about you, Mikey, bro. I can't believe I you, you don't, even but that, that, have the audacity that's, that's, to bring up his mad, name. On this I know show. how mad you are about that when you saw UCF and you saw. I think more importantly, it was it was the quote. It was Mikey's quote about a chance that really just sent you over the edge. But the point yeah. is that UCF is willing to offer that bag right now. That bag that obviously probably was being put off because again you are not here in Memphis. He's got to pay them lawyers. He's got to get them bag. It's the same thing for Jordan Brown. Got to get yeah, some I'm kind of saying, bag. Bro, don't don't uh, don't be don't be trying to act like you're some you're some victim here, Coach. We did that. I told you that Mikey and his lawyer have a side, and the lawyers are always going to paint you out as the victim. But don't act like. And we said you're not a victim here, Mikey. You've said. But we understand why he's doing this because the, he's got to get the money flowing again. And for Jordan Brown, man, them pockets have dried up, bro. So we got to come back here. We got to ask Penny to get out of much of that NIL deal. He's on, willing on, to the, on the Mikey thing, here's what I would say: if if they just like were completely honest, I would have appreciated that a lot more, bro. That was still the plan. They were hoping Memphis. That's why they came on. They were hoping Memphis would fast track it. Mikey well, yeah. Can get and here so I think and at least like, start the NIL deal up. I, that's what, but what I'm saying is. I, I, yeah. I get they were honest about that, Jason. And they were going to do what I'm that. I'm saying is yeah. on the on the back end, as opposed to the whole. All I needed was a chance thing to say. Listen, we wanted it to work in Memphis. Unfortunately, it's just not happening as quickly as we would like, and so we had we had we were left with no choice but to pursue other options. Instead, it became this thing about Memphis Bro, not doing one thing, Memphis not doing the other. All I needed was a chance. It's like y'all trying to act like Memphis wasn't doing everything it was supposed to do. There, You're the there, one. There is there, okay. there is no story that he can't that he can tell that that that. Uh, doesn't have their that Penny Hardaway didn't have his back. Like it's not like the country is looking at you and saying Memphis did this kid wrong. <laughs> sort of, sort of like if anything they did, they did where, too again, much for him. Where where we looked at Kansas State uh, with the Naquan Tomlin situation, there were some you know again you you had an AD and an athletic department looked like it was willing to bring this kid back. You had a president weighing in saying, oh well, no, no, there's other issues here, and you had people just the fan base and everything questioning, wondering if is this a good decision? Criticize nobody's doing that with Penny Hardaway saying. Uh, oh man, he did Mikey wrong here. The only story that can be told is that he had his back, and so I, I know the quote rubbed some people the, 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 the short quote. But Johnny wasn't going to hire you to write a press release that said, "Oh, with all due respect," and they waited on us. We got to get this going, bro. He just did the quote. You know, dude loves going viral, and it, 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 again, it was wrong. I like the way you phrased it. it should be thanking Benny and uh, you know everything else, but 
Um, I, I think we all understand why this is happening, man. And it's, it's about that bag, dude. And Mikey's got to go get his. There was no bag to be had this season from Memphis. Well, that's, that is definitely true. That Jordan Brown, true. same boat. That's how we got and here. Well, the, and, the, Brown, and, 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 and the answer should be up. the same. The answer should be the same as it. No, but you there's shouldn't. no bag for Jordan Brown either. Again, that's that's John. That's John. John Martin act like he's writing a check. You're not. And if those players feel like come I on back, and there's still two dollars for Jordan Brown, then who cares? Because again, he's going to ride that bench like he was doing before he left. I just put so myself just in the shoes down. of that. Of, of that uh, I put myself in the shoes of that booster who who agreed to that deal. Uh uh-uh. uh. Why? Hell no! It, it comes. It Put that on the. Put that on a different ambassador. I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I ain't paying. I ain't exactly. paying this one. Exactly. It comes from the collective, bro. It's not just one booster saying, "I got Jordan. I got Jordan myself." It comes from the collective, and you could tell yourself that your money went more towards Javon and uh and Jake Juan. You know those, those guys that are actually uh, helping you right now. But see, that's it, like the that's the thing is like. Man, who is brokering these deals, man? Because I guess it's these Bro, guys. You're probably gonna get. You're probably gonna get a. You're probably gonna get Jordan Brown for about two hundred dollars for the last what 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 about fourteen games here of the regular season. That's a pretty good deal, to be honest with you, bro. For what you're gonna get Jordan Brown on now, I I, I would think that that initial NIL deal does not apply. We're gonna have to work out something new here, and it's gonna 100%. be where I get rip yeah, up the old be, agreement. I, I get I get I get some value out of this. About two hundred dollars for the uh, final fourteen games of the season, basically him to be a practice guy. And Don't, we'll throw uh, in, uh, you yeah. know, yeah, we'll throw in yeah. a wing guru or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll throw yeah. in we'll throw in like some uh, you know get like a punch card. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can go to the Tiger Den or something, bro. I don't know about wing guru. Just to give him some extra, yeah, some Tiger Den books. Is the, is the Tiger Den still over there? They call it. Uh, I mean, Are we I, I think ourselves? so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, again, you, you talking to somebody that hadn't been on campus like that, you know, and I don't even know how long, but I think they I think they ended up remodeling it and that it's still there. Yeah. Well, we've 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 taken up the votes here. Looks like the you know the Memphis team were still deciding. John Martin has said no to a Jordan Brown return. I, I'd say um, hell no. Um, I you know if JQ if JQ the gamer says uh, let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna give it the Oka. We'll make him a we'll make him a cheerleader the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, I Not mean look, I, I, everybody. I guess everybody deserves uh, you know <clears throat> a second chance. People no, make and, and all seriousness, like Naquan Tomlin fouls out there, and you could imagine a game where both him and Malco were both in foul trouble, and for mm-hmm. two minutes, a two minute stretch you, that you got to get through, you throw Jordan Brown out there. Like you can you can imagine that being you know being a possibility. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, but, uh, you know, it definitely adds a, uh, you know, uh, as always, there's there's a level of intrigue with this Memphis basketball team off the court. And, uh, you know, this is definitely another example of that. Next story. All right. NFL wildcard weekend. Uh, still mm-hmm. going on, actually. It's not technically over because we have two games today. We have Bill Steelers kicking off in about three hours. They had to postpone that game, of course, because wind conditions were just in the and the and the and the lake effect of the snow was blinding in uh, in Orchard Park. Uh, so we have Steelers Bills, and then we have Bucks Eagles later tonight. Big story from the weekend, however, of course, is that the Dallas Cowboys were put out in resounding fashion by the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love and that defense um, at the crib as unceremonious Jason and exit as one can have in the postseason. The final score, incredibly deceiving. It was, what, 27 to nothing? Um, And it was over before you could even blink. Um, Jordan Love, 16 of 21. Three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Um, you know, again, Dak had 400, but it was all in in complete uh, scramble mode, trying to claw back into the game down 27 nothing. 60 attempts. Looked a lot like Tom Brady's last game against the Cowboys a year ago. Um, so how, how about how about that one for the Dallas Cowboys, Jason? I mean, Mike McCarthy is absolutely fired, right? I think after three uh, 12-win seasons, you have to because this is what it was about. It was never about the regular season. It was about getting to the playoffs and 
making a deep push and making a Super Bowl. And that's why uh, you move on from your offensive coordinator after last season. You decide, you know what, I'm going to call the plays to get us over the top. And then you go out here and you literally fall on your face uh, game one in a place where you were 8-0 uh, uh, this season in Dallas. This was supposed to be your saving grace is that at home, right, you've been, um, you've been a relative monster this year, at least on paper and at least in terms of some of these outcomes. And you go out there and what an embarrassment, man, to get run off the field essentially by – one of the youngest teams in the NFL, not 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 just a you know, not just a, a Green Bay team that didn't win its division, but again one of the youngest teams hadn't Jordan Love never been in this playoff spot. Yeah, playing well to your point, John, and you were on it beforehand. How well this kid had been playing, and he you know if this if this transfers over, watch out for Green Bay. But there was no excuse whatsoever to play like they did, and I, I I'd point the finger at Dak, sure because you, you throw that early interception that helps set the tone, but. That Dallas defense that had shown this time, man, especially when it was on the road, that it's you could run all over them. They were a finesse defense. That's that to me is the biggest letdown. I mean, it wasn't Mike McCarthy's play calling early on so much as it was that Dallas defense didn't show up and Green Bay was cutting them up. What Lafleur making Lafleur look like a genius with wide open busted plays and 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 and, and Green Bay scoring easily. So I just think I mean, if you were Jerry Jones, I know he's in the immediate he spoke and said, you know, I haven't thought about it, but. I don't know how you don't take a step back and you're not still embarrassed and mad and frustrated enough that you have to decide, you know what, I got I to gotta move on from Mike McCarthy, and particularly, John, at a time possibly where I've got an available Bill Belichick, you know, or, or, or someone else perhaps, but Bill particularly, when I've got him available and I can make a move, I just don't think my, uh, Mike McCarthy survives this. I know Dak was behind him, and of course he will be. Dak had a great year offensively. I think when you take a step back, though, if you're Jerry Jones, you say Mike McCarthy couldn't get us over the top. In fact, he couldn't get us past Wild Card Weekend. I agree. Um, and Jerry's going to hire Bill. Because it makes a lot of sense. It's more 100%. of a re- the ready-made situation that Bill Belichick needs. It does. It, it, it is. Yeah. It is. There's no better coach and roster pairing in America than this. I mean, it just it just makes way too much no. sense because. No. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me. I was going to say. I was going to say. Obviously, this this roster needs some discipline. Um, this roster needs some discipline and, and a culture change, and there's no better person to do that. Than Bill. And, you know, this isn't a rebuild. This isn't a, a job where he has to go find a quarterback. He's already here. Um, and, you know, these guys respect each other. You know, they're, they're football lifers. And Jerry is the kind of coach who I, or excuse me, the, the kind of owner who I think would recognize and, and kind of be, you know, crazy enough to do it, um, you know, with a team like this. And, uh, and and there's just no. I mean, look, he, he, the Dallas defense has so many pieces. It'd be the best team, uh, the the best unit on the field. Dak would probably take a step. Um, you know, I, I, there's it's just it's no brainer for me. It's a no brainer for actually everyone involved. Bill would break the record in that division with with the Giants and the Commanders, no doubt about it. Um, and this Dallas team, you know, if they keep most of their pieces will absolutely take a step, but they have to have Bill Belichick to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it's going to come down to. I, did, I think Bill takes that personnel that they've got defensively uh, and makes them you know, make, uh, as good or stronger. I also think, Bill, I saw the number. The Cowboys are projected to be 22, almost $23 million over the salary cap next year. Bill's the guy that can come in and help you make those decisions on how can I win with us cutting some of this money down. It's what he, I mean, it's what he was an expert at in New England. And so for a lot of reasons, it makes sense. I've heard the argument today, just to play devil's advocate, that you can't put a Jerry Jones and a Bill Belichick, two faces, right? You can't put them together because Bill Belichick ultimately would, uh, uh, you know, the fact that Jerry Jones is being interviewed every week on radio and being asked about Bill Belichick's performance, that's something he's never had to deal with and, in fact, might resent. But I would tell you this is probably, too, a Bill Belichick, and we heard him, you know, after the, after the final regular season game when they lost to the Jets. This is a Bill Belichick who realizes and acknowledges as well, I've got to change some things as well or be willing to accept some things at this point in my career. And we heard it again, he, being willing to give up some of his personnel control to keep that New England job, to stay in New England. So I, I go back to the point that this is a bill who, yeah, even with a Jerry Jones and his 
you know, how, how much he looms over the franchise in terms of the day-to-day operations. Bill, knowing, again, this is ready-made, I'm 15 away from, from beating uh, Don Shula's record, I've got a quarterback, would be willing to sort of acquiesce, to, to sort of conform to, uh, you know, what America's team is, which is frankly an owner that's dead set on doing everything he can to win a Super Bowl before he dies. And, and so not being the shot caller, not being the face necessarily, I think Bill Belichick would be probably be just fine with because of the situation, because he looks at Dallas, the personnel, and says, I can win with that immediately. You can't say that right now to the same degree about the Chargers situation. Justin Herbert's never won anything in the playoffs. You, Dak has proven enough. That defense has enough pieces that if I'm Bill Belichick, it is the most attractive opening by far. Forget Atlanta, forget Arthur Blank, how much he wants me, whatever else. That's a complete rebuild. Dallas is where I can go. Win right now, to your point, I'll beat up on Commander's Giants. I'll get my 15, and in fact, I'll do what Mike McCarthy couldn't do. He'll tell himself I can get Dallas to a Super Bowl. Like It just makes too much sense. And again, at this point in Bill's career, I do think he would be willing to put up with Jerry Jones' antics to get in a situation like this. Yeah, uh, around the uh, around the NFL, uh, Texans just absolutely ran off on the Browns, forty five fourteen. Flacco, you just, like that? You like that? The pumpkin, the pumpkin. Uh, he turned to a pumpkin. No, did not enjoy that one bit. Can't lie to you. Although, again, CJ Stroud is just—he is unbelievable. He is just—he uh, he continues to amaze. We'll see. Uh, could be Baltimore next week, right? Um, I think that is the likelihood. So. Mm-hmm. His That's his right. toughest test remains, but um, I mean that that Browns defense was allegedly the top defense in the NFL, and uh, it it did not look like it at all against C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, that was um, that was as impressive as it gets for a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. <clears throat> um, Dolphins go out quietly, twenty six to seven. Um, yep. n- never competitive. That team just really. You know, unfortunately, just, you know, too many injuries. Injuries um, factored in, no question, no question. Yeah, injuries were, were a factor, um, but it's just like it was. the narrative is going to be tough to outrun in terms of any good team they ever played. They lost to well, with the exception true. of Dallas. Dallas, that was the only one. And Dallas got friggin' housed, you know, by Green right. Bay at their place. So how good was Dallas even at the, at the, at the end of the day? Um, no, McDaniel will go into the offseason being questioned to, to, to that point. I think fairly so to your point, John. Like when the, when it was time to do it against the upper echelon teams, you really didn't get it done. And to your point, the one the one team you did was uh, likely fraudulent in Dallas. And so uh, and the offseason questions will be fair. That said, they come back healthy next year. They can be right in the mix. What You know, I think it's four straight AFC East titles for the Bills. Like from a, from a personnel standpoint, Miami is positioned – to sort of take that next step, take the division over. But it, 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 we've seen this year, Josh Allen ain't just going to step aside and let you have it. Like that's, a, that's one thing about them, and that defense for the Bills has improved. Uh, once uh, injury ravaged defense itself has improved down the stretch. But no, Miami, they couldn't beat the big dogs this year, and then in the end, they were too injured to do so. And I, what you've got to do, really, John, is give Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the credit because again we've been whining about their offense doesn't look the same you know can this thing can can this team with these receivers really make a push and i did tell you i said if there's one i mean you know in the end they may be the most trustworthy thing uh come playoff you know in these playoffs because it certainly looked like they were back to uh to being pretty comfortable realized they had a team sort of out of its element miami there but they they looked awfully comfortable rice stepped up for the chiefs i think you could see more of that uh, John, they may be they, they may be about to make another run, and we're sitting up here with all our eyes on Baltimore, and the Chiefs will be the one that ends up getting it done. Yeah, um, I think that has to be considered for sure. It um, should be. They're, this is their time of year, bro. Yep. I will say one last point on Miami um, before we get back to Kansas City, because I did want to make one more. Um, I think Mike McDaniel is going to be questioned, but I think Tua has got to be questioned as well. Um, some They're of the throws, pay him though, aren't they? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think you know they might have to do that. Um, but I just thought some of the decisions and the throws he made against the Chiefs and the throws that he's been making, um, even the touchdown, the only touchdown they scored was just a fifty-fifty ball that Tyreek happened to come down with. Um, I'm just I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I just don't. Um, wow. I think the the system is like ta- tailored and catered to him. 
just to like give him easy throws, but he's not making he's not like making any big time plays here. He's he's just sort of taking what the defense gives him underneath, throwing short of the sticks. Um he's he's got a lot to prove um to me. And you know, maybe maybe you know, we can we can attribute it to this, that, the other. I just I don't see franchise guy. I don't see a, a quarterback that can keep up with the Kansas with the Mahomes and the Lamars and the Josh Allens and um, you know, I mean but, but if, if he gets if he gets you on his own field with a healthy team and a full complement of weapons and the that, that playoff game because they've won the AFC East like they were supposed to do before they blow it down the stretch, you can't see Tua throwing all over the field at his own place in a in a in a, you know in a, in a first round in a wild card game like that, I, the, 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 the I mean, the if the conditions think, are absolutely perfect for him, maybe. But you know, I mean, that's not something well, that that's not a, the kind of excuse we make for franchise quarterbacks. I mean, again, you have to be again, the, uh, the the key point for Tua this year and that offense when when it was explosive enough. The whole thing that Tua had to prove this year was the durability was that you could stay in there every game and play a full season. In terms of it, Miami determining whether or not he's the guy going forward, and he did that. Now there was enough, and here's my point: there were so many other things went wrong for this Miami team that I don't think you can sit up here coming away from this season and point to two and say, no, 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 you're the reason we didn't win the AFC East. So that you're, so we've got to move on. You've seen enough from him now, particularly with him hanging on for a whole season that you say, you know what, we've got to come back next year defensively, uh, be better, obviously. And they, I mean, uh, part of that was injury early on. But you were absolutely running it back with Tua, dude. You cannot come away from the season with the numbers that Tua put up and point to him as the reason uh, you, you didn't get over the hump this year or win the AFC East. Like, I, I think he's proven what he needs to prove that you're willing to go on with him as your franchise quarterback. Now, whether he can be a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow, yeah, but probably not. But can he be good enough to get you where you need to go, the top of the AFC East? I think he proved that this year. Uh, they, they, it, no, he wasn't good enough, but they had other, uh, other issues, too, that I, I would put above him. Sort of like it's sort of like to me. It's sort of like looking at uh, the Grizzlies and saying, "Yeah, Taylor Jenkins is a problem. Let's fire him." Like you can't make a decision on Tua based on this year with the injury situation they had toward the end of the year, and then again having to go up to KC. Yeah, he's part of the reason they blew it, not winning the AFC East, dude. But he is. I think he's absolutely proven he's their franchise quarterback. I guess we're just on opposite sides on that. Well, I'll be interested to see how they handle it. I mean, do they 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 give him a long term deal? Do they franchise him? Like, what do they so. what do they ultimately yeah. decide to do? I'll be very interested in that. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know what but the answer is. To your point, um, some pieces because they've got to pay him, like guys like uh, was it Christian Wilkins, the big DT, the kid out of Clemson. Like they're going to be some things. I think he's a free agent. They're going to be some things that get away. You know, guys, they're not right. going to be able to pay, and they're going to, you know, they paid Chubb. They took his deal. Like some parts are, I, I, you know, if they're committed to Tua, yeah, they're going to have to cut some of the. Uh, they're going to have to cut some of the fat. Maybe maybe they lose guys like. Wilkins that have been important for him, but I I, I get all the all indications I got are that you know he did enough good job that uh, for them that they're gonna they're gonna sign him up. But maybe they maybe they do. Yeah, look, John. I mean, maybe the better look, he, be Daniel Jones got a contract, right? So you know he's mo- most likely gonna do get that. But I don't know. Like I just I it would be one of those deals where I I don't I I just can't put him ahead yourself. of anybody. Like, what, yeah uh, yeah I, I mean. I, if you can get him to sign one, I can understand throwing a contract like Daniel Jones has that you can get off of. It's not a, you know, it, it's not one that you're you're going to be stuck with forever. You can get off of it, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I think I think two has earned it this year. But you're you're right that you know what they didn't prove was that they're ready to beat the big dogs this year. And if you want to put that squarely on his shoulders, you can. I just think that was more well, of a yeah. deal injury I mean, it's, issues. It's, it's not it's not all him. It's just a, it's a it's a it's yeah. a number of things as it usually is. You know, maybe Daniel injuries him. You know, it's 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 all those things. Um, but but I'm, we are in agreement on the Chiefs. I mean, they're just kind of quietly humming along and doing what they have to do to get the job done. Uh, and then uh, we talked about the Packers, Cowboys, and last night Lions lead the entire way. And you know, I thought last night was a pathetic, an absolutely pathetic, one of the worst in a big game setting quarterback coaching performances by Sean McVay that you will see. And because he is a Super Bowl winner and because he has such a sterling reputation around the league, you're not going to hear people talking about it today. But what that guy did yesterday with four minutes left in the game, with one timeout, punting that ball 
back to the Detroit Lions, giving them a chance to ice it without even going for the for the first down or attempting a long field goal, I thought was as cowardly a coaching move you will see in a high leverage moment in the NFL. Um, I thought it was just embarrassing, actually. Um, who? What are you doing? Because you have to stop them wherever they start on the field. You're losing. You're down one. They kick the field goal. They're down one. They have the ball. They get the hold. They don't get the first down. It's fourth and 14 with 413 left in the game. Whether they start at their own 10-yard line, whether they start at their own 45-yard line, you still have to prevent them from getting the same amount of first downs. So why you would just willingly punt it back to them and not even attempt to get the first down, I will never understand, Jason. I, I, I think he just had pissed running down his leg in that moment. I don't know what he thought. Plus, his defense has been playing terrible all night anyway. I don't really know what he was thinking. Well, his defense has been better in the second half. They, it was they better, been, but, I, I mean, did you trust them to be able to get stops no, in my, that situation? My, I certainly did not. I mean, my, my issue was, I think, at that point, and I know at that point, he only had one timeout left. And so, in terms of giving them the ball, they got to do is get a couple of first downs and this thing's over. That, if I'm making the argument that you are. Pretty sure when he, again, elected to punt that ball, he only had one timeout. It's a different story if you've got all three timeouts left. And there's a way to preserve more of that four minutes. But, again, it was only going to take a couple of first downs for Detroit to run the game out on you. And they did with the uh, the Amon Ra pass. Eventually, they get that first down to win it. And so I, if I'm arguing your side of it, that's where I would go. You only had the one timeout left. You're not going to stop these guys. And so, Right. Why not at least give your but, but, offense a chance? But, but again, it's, it's down to one. It, I mean – John, they're going to get a first down you, anyway. The game's going to end. It ain't like you don't have to worry about the score, right? You don't have to worry about oh man, we're going to give them, we're going to give them good field position. It's not it's not going to be relevant because if they get two first downs, the game ends no matter what. Yeah, I think he I think he was he was banking on a a defense that was after initially getting zero pressure on golf that had him uncomfortable towards the end of the game. That's why that's why there to get that first down, we were also wondering whether or not golf was going to do it, was finally going to step up in the moment and get it done because he had played. He'd started to get the shakes a little bit, and you'd seen some errant throws. I'm not telling you it's the right decision. I probably, especially with the way Stafford, even injured, was still beaming folks, I'd probably go for it there. But I'm just, I, again, I, I, don't know, I don't know if it was the most coward uh, uh, call in the NFL coaching history that he punted that ball. I'm trying to, uh, again, you got a defense that played a little bit better. It's not like Detroit at that point was going up and down the field. He should, he probably should have gone for it, but the chances still were, uh, were pretty low of picking it up. Did, did you see what they were getting away with against the Rams receivers, the way they were holding Nakua, holding a uh, cup, like the way that game was called? They, they, the, there were pass interference and holding uh, calls that were not called. And so, again, it was probably a very little probability you were going to pick it up. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was the most cowardly play call, but I, I'm like you. I probably would have gone for it with the way Stafford was, uh, was dealing. I couldn't believe that Stafford was playing the way he was with that blood coming off of his hand. His hand was clearly injured, and he was still beaming guys, still putting it right there. Um, you know, hit the, hit, that dude is as tough as they come. That's what I, that, that's what I was thinking all night. And, my gosh, if they could have scored in the red zone, uh, 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 you know, come away with a couple of more touchdowns instead of uh, what they got, they would have won that ball game. I, 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 you got to give Detroit a lot of credit. You know, I, I, what is it, nine straight playoff games they had lost. Golf finally steps up, gets that first down late. But, I, I, um, yeah, man, I, Rams had everything in order to, to come back and win that game. They just couldn't score in the red zone. Yeah, I think um, Lions um, – then they get either Philly or Tampa, right? Go ahead. You hear me, Jason? We lose Jason. Yes, we sure. got our, got our cell issue there in uh, Cordova. <laughs> hey, Brad. How are you? Good to good to talk with you. Hope everything's going great there, man. It's good. You want me to dial him back up and try that? No, nah, we can take a break because I I'll, let me finish my thought real quick here. Yeah, please. Before yeah. You get, get him back on. But I was just going to say, I, I believe they get either the 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 winner of Bucks and um and Philly later today. 
And I honestly, if it's Philly, I think Philly probably is going to be an underdog in that yeah. game against Detroit on the road. And I think I'd be interested in Philly. You don't as like an the underdog. Bucks in that game, really? Yeah, I mean, look. Well, well, if, I'm saying if if, yeah, if they get passed, if, right? Right. It's right. a big if yeah, at I mean, this the, point. The, it's the, a tough game for them. Yeah, the Bucks are. Um, you know, a lot of people are. On, a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, they think they think the Bucks will pull it off today. Yeah. Um, they've become that. pretty trendy, but. I don't know if I agree. I think I, I you know, I probably, I think we picked them, but mm-hmm. I would just say if if it doesn't end up being Philly next week in Detroit, then I would say I uh, probably lean Philly in that situation. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. Jason will rejoin us. Uh, we got Respect Burgers and then Jason Fitz at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, I need to turn to him. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ESPN. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is the Jason and John Variety right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Thanks for making us a part of your Martin Luther King Jr. Day, of your snow day. Jason, are you with us? Yes. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I don't know what happened. You had me up uh, oh. up pace, and then I lost a reception. No one ever knows, man. No one ever knows. But we're at any rate, we're we're glad you're with us here. We thought maybe you you skedaddled a little early, so no. that you could enjoy the snow day. No, no, I did. I did get out on it and drive. And I know you've got something to get to. Uh, after Jeff talked it up and said, and the the officer, the Memphis police officer, he talked to on his show that said it's it's fine, it's easy. I did get out there just to get to cruise on in my uh, in my in my jeep, and uh, yeah, I'm just glad I didn't have to make the long trek into the the studio. Absolutely. All right. Um, hey, um, Field of Sixty Eight was holding it down for Penny Hardaway yesterday. Um, Terrence Oglesby was on with Jeff Goodman, I believe, Rob Doster, and they were talking about. Uh, Penny Hardaway as a uh, potential coach of the year candidate with T.O. going as far as saying he is the coach of the year right now. Um, we're going to wow. attempt to play this on on the air. I want to see if it'll come through. Obviously, I think Brad said it, it, it probably should. But this is what uh, Terrence Oglesby had to say about Penny and the job he's doing this year at Memphis. I saw Jimmy Dykes. He said this the other day, and I can't find a hole in the argument. Is Penny Hardaway National Coach of the Year at this point? Yes. Two I don't losses. know if he's quite. I, he's up there. He's in the equation. There's a on. Look, Bruce Pearl's done uh, an incredible job. Mark Pope. Uh, you look at Danny Sprinkle at Utah State. There's a bunch of candidates. I always say, as of today. Right, like mm-hmm. you always got to have the caveat as of today because things can change 
and do change so well, they, quickly between January 15th and February 1st and then February 15th and obviously the end of the year. But all right, here's my question. But, but six nah, guys in double figures, it. like not only did Slick Rig get a bunch of older dudes, but they're sharing the basketball and they're playing together. You put up 112 points. You got six guys in double figures. The ball's popping. And then Caleb Mills goes down with an injury. You lose uh, the kid that transferred in from Louisiana Tech. Help me out. You, or Louisiana Lafayette. I can't remember which one it was. Doesn't Jordan matter. Brown. Jordan Brown. Yeah, Jordan Brown. He leaves middle of the season. You add Naquan Tomlin. He fits in seamlessly. Like, it's a good team. And a lot of it, a lot of it was with new pieces. David Jones has been a hell of an ad. He wasn't an under, he was an under the radar guy. Where did he come from? DePaul last year? Like everybody's like, well, he can score. He went to St. John's before that. Like, what's his deal? Like, and he has been an awesome ad at this point in the season. Penny Hardaway's got my vote for national coach of the year. There you have it. Wow, wow. Jason. There you go. I mean, it's a pretty good, it's, it's a pretty good argument. Especially when you take into account how many new guys he has, the fact that he's got the fourth longest winning streak in the country right now, uh, nine of the 12 teams in front of you last week lost in the polls. You did not. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the, you can go out and add a Naquan Tomlin, you know, you, you know, in the middle of the season. That's got to factor into this, the addition yeah. of him. Uh, I just, you know, they're, they're, they make a good case. I, I do think, I, where was that Auburn team picked in the preseason? And the SEC wasn't wasn't number one, right? And they're sitting yep. there now. They're sitting there with nine straight wins, and all of a sudden, this is. I'm I'm just thinking of other candidates because they, oh, they yeah, didn't name Bruce off, is 100. They, they didn't name off a ton, and I, I would put Bruce Pearl right now, uh, sort of right there with Penny in terms of uh, because remember that that's the one thing about this this team too is that yeah you know, I think if you were if you if you were exceeding expectations. And Memphis was picked to finish second in this conference. If you're adding to it that, you know, Memphis ended up being one over Florida Atlantic, a team that was picked ahead of them, you know, I think that goes to your case as well. So, you know, I, I hadn't considered it before. You know, I saw you, uh, I saw a little bit of the conversation last night and, and didn't know you were going to come with the audio today. I hadn't really seriously considered it before today, but I, through listening, I mean, uh, T.O. makes a good case. Uh, he really does. And again, you looked around college basketball, consistency. Uh, it is a strength, and Memphis right now is one of the few teams that's shown that you know it can consistently win in this in this uh, in this year where everybody seems to be suffering at least one or two bad losses. Agreed. I mean, look, and I and, and, and it's like it, I, I do agree with Jeff Goodman. Like it's January fifteenth. You know, it's there's still so much in college basketball that is yet to happen, yet to play out. So it's like it's probably but how still. About the, how about the road wins, though, John? I mean, if you're just talking about you know what this team has accomplished on the road, you could probably stack that up with anybody. That gets a little better because of a uh, you know Texas A&M knocking off Kentucky this weekend. Like, yeah. you could make a case that with this schedule and as many road games as you had, hell, weren't they gone from the forum for a whole month? It's not yeah. like Penny Hardaway, you know, the, you can't say anything was cupcake about the schedule that he's put together. Absolutely fact, not. One of, the, one of the best schedules. So if it stayed on this trajectory and you finished, you know, 17-1, and one, you know, but, you know, God forbid, 18-0, and 0, and you end up number one in this conference, I think Penny Hardaway would have as good a case as anybody you know, probably in America for, for Coach of the Year. Again, especially I totally when you're talking about this is I, a completely different roster. That's the bet, probably the best. That's the probably the best. Uh, you know, in terms of making the case for them, you got to put that pretty high. It's a completely different roster than what you had from from last year's team. Absolutely, no. I I think when you break down, you know, <clears throat> who's got a case this year and who doesn't, it's it's going to be you know Penny and and Bruce Pearl. I mean, I mean, there might be a guy <clears throat> that I'm leaving out here or there, but for the most part, you know, those are the guys right now, I would say, who are overachieving the most. But now here's the thing. It's not just about overachieving. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, for Penny to win that award, he's going to have to finish in the top 10, right? No doubt about it. So <clears throat> even if they, they finish 12th, you know, he ain't going to win it. Um they have to be, you know, like one of the best teams in college basketball. Like, it's never been an award. Like, like, like it, it's never been an award. Like in the NFL, sometimes it'll go to like the coach who sort of overachieves the most, you know, um, or or in the NBA sometimes. Like college basketball is always like best coach, one of the best teams, 
you know, that's that's the bottom line. Um, so for Payne to remain in that conversation, which he's, you know, I would say probably co-leading right now, he has to continue to, you know, and it, it seems obvious, but it's just it just is true. Got to keep winning. Um, and that's just true of, honestly, everything with this Memphis basketball program right now. Um, but, yes, I thought it was a, a good call out. And, look, and I, and I, I would even say this to Jeff Goodman because I do see this a little bit from him. I don't know if he intends it as a as a sort of vehicle of diminishing or like cheapening or whatever, but he'll bring up things like Slick Rick, <clears throat> like Slick Rick's addition and his responsibility of getting players, vice versa, et cetera. Um, and I would say 100%, Rick Stansberry has been a great addition on this Memphis basketball team, but who is responsible for the additions on this Memphis basketball team? Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway is the one who had to make the decision to say, "Hey, come on in, let's have let's let's run this thing up." You know, that's a head coaching executive decision. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.